podcast. What the fuck, spirit? If you made it past that name, this is going to be the podcast for you. This is going to be a no holds barred, no bullshit, open and honest conversation with Maria Leggett, and that's me, about all things spiritual. It's time to begin talking in an open and honest way about what spirituality is and what it is not. We're going to discuss all things woo-woo, witchcraft, spiritual, queer spirituality, medium versus psychic, energy healing, light work, shadow work, and any other bullshit that people want you to believe because it keeps them comfortable. It is time for you to grow. Let's go. I find myself dancing in my seat every time I listen to that music. It just makes me laugh. And of course, then I giggle at myself being all kinds of goofy. So today I am going to talk about um, minding your words because your words create your world, literally. And people don't often realize how much your words create your world. So um, we're going to talk about that. And I want to talk about some of the stuff that we have coming up. We have Mediumship 101, which is going to be on Saturday, July 29th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And that is online. I'm taking it back online. I haven't released it online in a long time. So I'm really excited about that. And I've never done it as a full day class. I've always done it as four weeks straight, um, doing it two hours at a time. So this time we're going to do it all in one day. So I can't wait to do that. It's going to be exciting. We have room in the class still. Um, And let's see, what else do we have going on? I'm going to teach Mediumship 101 at Find Me in the Woods Apothecary in Moraine. And the last Tuesday of August, uh, yeah, the last Tuesday in August and then the first three. And I don't remember the date. So there's that. Um, And I will update my website with all of the days that I will be there. And um, what else do I have coming up? I'm going to be releasing a class on Archangel Michael. And we're going to start talking about all the archangels. We have a lot of stuff that's going on. Um, And today, very specifically, I definitely want to talk about minding your energy. So with minding your energy, it becomes really important. Minding your words and your energy, of course, it becomes really important to think about what you say. Think about how you move through the world. And I actually have a one hour class that I'm going to release on YouTube Um, because I'm doing a spirituality 101 class and I'm going to release a class very specifically talking about this. Um, But the stories I'm going to share today are not in that video. (laughs) So I'm putting them here on the podcast so that we can have um, different information so that you can find a way to hear different things about me. So today what I want to talk about is when I first started on this journey, I didn't understand what it meant by minding your words, right? Being careful of how you use your words. Um, We say things every single day that we're putting out into the universe that we probably shouldn't be. Um, I just said something to my son the other day and I said, well, I'll be damned. In that moment, I am saying that I want to be damned. And if you believe in hell, that's what you're saying. I want to be, I'm damned. So we need to be really careful in the words that we use, the way that we say them, because they are not just sayings. There are intentions behind those words, right? So when you have these wonderful people 
who walk around and it's a well-known thing. Everybody who knows somebody from the South, we all have these discussions. If you know any woman who says, oh, bless your heart. Okay. <laughs> Depending on how it's said, the tone in which it's said, if it's all oh, bless your heart, the translation to that is you're a stupid fucking twat, period. So it doesn't matter that you're not cussing. It doesn't matter that you didn't use the word fuck or the word twat or these horrible offensive words. The fact that you said, oh, bless your heart is the same fucking intention. So people need to be really careful about what it is that they're saying and what they're doing because it is no different. It is no different. I remember very specifically when I was a little girl and my mom taught me this and I didn't know it at the time. I didn't really put two and two together until I started my spiritual path. When I was a little girl, my granny used to say cheese and crackers, Maria. And I used to come home and I would say cheese and crackers, mom. And my mom turned around and looked at me and said, you might as well just say Jesus Christ because it is no different. And I went, what? Because, you know, I was not allowed to say Jesus Christ. That was like cussing in my house. And my mom said, you know, just because the words are different doesn't mean anything. It's the same intention. And I'll be damned. My mom was right. <laughs> she's so much smarter than I ever gave her credit for when I was a little girl. And she's absolutely correct. So just because somebody says, bless your heart, doesn't mean that they're being kind to you. And the person on the receiving end, unless they catch the tone, they may not understand what's being said to them. Um, there are people that I have come across in business who we, I call them silver tongues. And it's I call them silver tongues very specifically because most of the time these people have basically told you to go fuck yourself without you even realizing what they really said. Then they walk away and they're all smug like, ha, ha, ha. And you're the one on the receiving end going, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. And then an hour later, you're like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, those are the silver tongue people. And I've worked with a lot of them. Um, and for me, a lot of them are salespeople, which is why I think I really dislike salespeople sometimes because they try to sell stuff, right? And if there's this whole, let me, let me one up you, let me do this, let me do that. I have such an issue with salespeople. It's probably why... I have a really hard time pushing my own stuff, even though I believe in what I do, because I don't want to over push on someone. I want you to listen to my podcast. I want you to book a reading with me. I want you to do these things because you believe in them, not because I'm telling you that you have to. Um, although I really am very good at what I do. I'm just saying. <laughs> so anyway, so it's really becomes super important to mind your words. And here is how I realized, and it literally just came to fruition for me this year. So years and years ago, when I first got on my way into my spiritual journey, I was reading about Doreen Virtue and say what you want about Doreen Virtue, because a lot of people don't like her, but she is exactly what I needed I call her the soft landing into spirituality because I had such so much Christianity ingrained in my head from being raised for if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell. If you do this, you're going to go to hell. Like there's all these stipulations for what was going to send me to hell. And Doreen Virtue's books 
and taking her classes and using her Oracle cards were really a beautiful soft landing for me to be able to switch from that Christian way into a more spiritual, comfortable path. And so I really needed Doreen Virtue at the time, regardless of what she's become or what anybody wants to say about her. She truly was what I needed. And so in one of her books, and I still have it here somewhere, I don't know where it is. I'd have to go look in one of my bookcases. I have many bookcases. So if you're watching it on YouTube, you can actually see the video, <laughs> but there's a massive bookcase behind me and I have three of those. So on this spiritual journey, I read her book and in this book, it talks about how she became a medium and it talks about, you know, her life as I think she was a Christian scientist that she was raised that way. And she stepped into spirituality and she was talking about, you know, getting on this path. She was at the point where she had like no money and she didn't know how she was going to pay her bills and she had kids and what was she going to do? And then things started to open up and change for her and life just completely shifted. And I remember reading this book like seven or eight years ago and I'm thinking I could do that. I could do that. And I remember sitting there closing the book and looking up at spirit and saying, if that means that I have to be completely broke to lose everything for my business to take off and help people, then I am open to that. And you may not be able to see my face if you're listening, but my eyes are wide open and yours should be wide open too. Because let me tell you something, right in that moment, I fucking put into play what was going to happen to me for the next seven years, literally in that moment. And I never, ever, ever even thought during all of my manifestations, during all of my releasing, during full moons or, you know, waning moons. I never thought to change that manifestation to do any of that because in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, I was raised poor. There's really nothing wrong with being poor. You know, we didn't have a whole lot. Um, and so being poor was just not, I don't know, nothing I ever really cared about. It's okay. And I say that as I'm sitting in a house that I am proud to sit in and it's not a small home and my husband carries it and takes care of everything. But here's the thing I put into motion back then that I was willing to be absolutely dirt poor and lose everything because I wanted to do something just like this and talk about spirituality. I want to help people on their way. And it's interesting because even at you know, I'm doing this and it is 1211 right now on July 26th as I'm speaking all of this. And I know it's the middle of the day and I released the show in the middle of the day live on Facebook. And I look at this and I say, okay, there's only one person watching. In my mind, I'm thinking, why am I even bothering? The truth of the matter is it's a podcast. People catch it when they need to. And I know that one day this podcast will have millions of views. And I know that I am making a difference in so many people's lives. And so I try not to step into that lack mindset of, oh my God, nobody cares. Nobody's listening because even if, and this is where, again, your word becomes your world. I say to spirit all the time, as long as I tell my story and I help one person, I will never stop telling my story because I know that I need to help someone. And my voice, this is what I have learned. And this, me this message has come through, through one of my students and through other ways that spirit has found a way to say to me that 
no one else has my voice. So even though there may be a hundred people who speak on the same things that I speak on, my take, my view, my voice, my feelings are a different way than somebody else would put it. And, you know, I, I talked to spirit because there was a mentor one time who said to me, you know, you really need to stop saying fuck. You need to stop using curse words. People aren't going to like it. It's going to draw, you know, the wrong crowd, blah, 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 blah. And I tried to do that. And it really felt so inauthentic. Is that really a word? Inauthentic, non-authentic, whatever the fuck you, you get the point. And so it didn't feel true to me. And I thought, okay, I have to go back to cussing, which again is why the podcast is named What the Fuck Spirit. And Spirit said to me, listen, there are more people like you in this world than prissy people who don't. I mean, Spirit didn't say prissy people. That was my add on. Than people who don't cuss, the people who live this very straight way. There are more people like you than there are of them. Use your voice. Use what you know to get your word out. So that's exactly what I do is I speak as authentically as I can and I tell my story, which is why I am stepping out on a limb and I am going to tell the truth about what has been happening with me and my business. And it's not that I've hid it. It's not that I've lied about it because I say, you know, I tell the truth, but I haven't hidden it, but I haven't exactly put everything out there about what's happened to me since I left my corporate job. So Again, keep in mind, seven years ago, I closed that book and I looked up and I said, Spirit, if I lose everything, as long as I'm helping people, I know that you'll get me on the other side of that and things will go great. So keep that in mind. So in August of uh, 21, August of 21. I had a boss sit down with me who said to me, hey, we're going to give you a $15,000 raise and we want you to stay because he knew that I was looking at leaving for my own company. He said, we're going to give you a $15,000 raise to stay. And this is what, you know, this is how it's going to go. And I went, oh, wow, cool. So I was really excited about it. And I probably should not have been as excited as I was, but this is what he said to me. And so because of that, I decided, well, I'm going to go out and get a new car because I was doing a lot of driving between here and Lilydale because I was training for mediumship in Lilydale. And I thought, well, let me go get a new car because I need to be able to be safe driving back and forth. So I went out and bought myself a 2019 Subaru Impreza. Beautiful car. Loved her tremendously. And, you know, the car payment was not cheap, but I could afford it, especially with a $15,000 raise. Now, two months later, that raise was still not in my paycheck and I was a little frustrated and I'm like, okay, listen, I made this investment based on what you told me. So what's going on here? And I even, I even remember sitting at the dealership and I said, all right, spirit, if it's not right to buy this car, I should have known the spirit had a hand in all of this. If it's not right to buy this car, the loan won't go through. I'll have a shitty percentage rate because I knew in my mind a percentage rate I did not want to go above. And I had looked at, you know, Credit Karma, looked at my score and I went down there and as I negotiate this car. They're like, oh, we're going to give it to you for 3% and you're going to get this and this is your payment. I'm like, shit, spirit, seriously? All right, let's buy the car. So fast forward two months later. It's now October and I'm asking my boss, hey, where's the raise? Where's the raise? Where's the raise? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay, fine. 
And I said to him, I said, listen, I'm only going to be patient a little bit longer before I run out because this is what you told me was going to happen. So the next paycheck I looked and there was a little bit of movement, but not much. So what I did was I went into my pay stub and I looked it out and I did the math and figured out that I did get a raise. It was only a $5,000 raise, not a $15,000 raise. And I sat him down in November and I'm like, look, here's the deal. You told me I was getting this. And of course, it wasn't their fault that I went out and bought a car. I said, but this is what I need. This is what's going to happen because I knew what my other bills were. And he said, oh, I'll go talk to the owner. I'll go talk to the owner. And this conversation, I asked him every paycheck. So it was every two weeks for two months. I said to him, hey, what's going on? Have you talked to the owner? Because I'm not going to put the I'm not going to put the company on blast. I'm not going to put any people on blast. But this is my story. And he kept saying to me, oh, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go, right? So January comes nothing, no additions, no changes. And at this point, I'm thinking that my boss is talking to the owner. So there's no need for me to go to the owner and say, hey, what happened to my $15,000 raise? I don't want to be a dick, right? But I also want what's mine, what I deserve, because I worked very hard for that company. And I did a lot of stuff for them, including work on weekends and late nights, whatever. So Come February, I had made a QHHT appointment when I was, it's called Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique. And I went and had my session done with somebody in Cincinnati. And this session was done February 15th of 2022, or February 14th, it was Valentine's Day. I did that to myself as a gift. And during that session, it was probably one of the most profound moments of my life, finding out what was said during that session. It was so profound that when I got in my car and I drove home, I don't remember driving home because everything I thought had changed. I found out my past life. I found out so much about myself that I didn't know. And so much so that I have just become a QHHT certified person. So I am going to be doing these sessions. So there's a little side. Anyway, so I listened to the session. And during the session, I will never forget this. Spirit said, and during the subconscious part, they said, she thinks she is here to blah, 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 blah. Her biggest goal. <laughs> in this lifetime, the one that I'm in right now, is that she has to learn to trust with a capital T. I have had a lot of really shitty things happen to me over the years where I don't trust people. And they said, you have to learn to trust. And at that point in time, I was asking spirit saying, look, is all of this stuff going wonky with my job because it's time for me to leave? You know, show me something that I know that I need to just trust and take this leap. And then, boom, here's this powerful session that just completely ripped my life in two for everything that I thought. And, you know, it's weird to say that because as a medium, I'm driving home and I'm going, I made all that shit up. That was me talking. There's no way. And it's not true. I listened back to it and I know that was not me. That was absolutely spirit. Everything. I mean, it was amazing. Amazing. And so the next day I sat down with my husband and I said, look, this is what this session was all about. And I explained to him everything. I told him all the details and he looked at me and he said, okay, do it. 
So that Friday, so that was February 14th. So 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, February 18th. I went in and put a resignation on my boss's desk. And I said, here you go. I'm giving you one month. I will give you four weeks and that's it. And I'm done. And you're going to have to find somebody to replace me, whatever. And he just looked at me. He was shocked. And I said, how did you think I was going to stay here when you told me in August I was getting a $15,000 raise? This is now February. So we're talking September, October, November, December, January, February, six fucking months and no raise. I got 5,000, not 15. You're missing a digit here. And that would have really changed my paycheck. It would have changed my life. And I would have stayed. I would not have launched my business full time. I mean, I was still doing it part time, but I wouldn't have done this full time at all had that raise come through. So spirit told me I had to trust and I quit my job right then and there. And I left with like no savings, no nothing and took a big leap of faith and said, here we go. So come January of this year, January of 2023, I was struggling in my business. You know, this is it. This is my full-time job. This is how I pay everything is by doing what I do. So when I say, hey, if you find this, you know, beneficial, donate, it's because this is how I live my life. And I firmly believe in what I am doing in changing lives. So come January of 2023, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make my car payment. And I struggled. I did. I struggled. And, you know, things came through and I was able to make a couple of car payments. And then in April, April or May, I don't remember, to be honest with you, I made the very difficult decision. And what I find most interesting about all of this is people get really uncomfortable when I tell this story because I tell it to very few people. I made the decision to call the bank and tell them to come get my car. It was a voluntary repossession. And I said, come get my car. I can't do this. Between the car payment and the insurance for that car, I wound up saving like $700 a month. And because, you know, full coverage insurance, right? Because you have a loan on it. So between the two, it saved me $700 a month. And I thought that I would mourn. I thought that I would be so upset watching my beautiful baby get towed off because I loved her and she did, she treated me very well and got me everywhere I needed to go. And it had the fancy touchscreen, this really cool thing. Um, and I watched her get towed down my driveway, knowing that I did a voluntary repossession and I wasn't sad. I was not sad in the least. <laughs> I was not sad. I felt so relieved. And I was like, oh my God, I did this. And I sat down and I came back in and I felt this overwhelming sense of relief. And I sat here in my office where I'm sitting right now and I started crying. And my husband said, it's going to be okay. And I said, no, I don't think you understand. I'm really not upset about it. I am sitting here in gratitude and I'm going to get emotional. I'm sitting here in gratitude because I made a choice that I, what I had to say was so important that I could help someone else. I am sitting here making a choice to let a car go because I know that it is more important for me to help people than it is for me to drive around in a beautiful car. I sat down and I said, spirit, what do I do? 
And Spirit sat down and said, hey, you know, a long time ago, when you decided to quit your job in February, you said, you know, my husband and I, we sat down and we had this really long, deep discussion about what's the worst thing that could happen. And my husband said, here's the deal. I've got the house because we we keep our bank accounts completely separate, completely separate. He buys what he needs to buy. I buy what I want to buy. And that's just how it has worked for us for our entire marriage. And that's what's kept us probably still together. And he said, I've got the house. You don't need to worry about it. And I said, okay, look, worst comes to worst. I let the car go because I do have a 2003 Honda Accord that was sitting in my driveway because it was given to us. It was a gift. It was given to us. And um, when I got her, she only had 26,000 miles on her. And I've put 80,000 miles on her since I got her because I loved her, love driving her, but it's not fancy, right? And she's got an old paint job. She's 20 years old, but she's only got 106,000 miles on her. And so I watched that car drive and I sat here in such gratitude because I realized that I was finally past that super selfish materialistic part of my life because I knew that what I am doing for a living is much more important than a car, more important than a house. And knowing that I had my husband's support and that he was going to love me through all of this, no matter what, it is profound and it is huge. And I know that I made the right decision. And I'm not upset about it. I am not destroyed about it. I couldn't afford it. It just was what it was. And <clears throat> I have been encouraged to tell this story to people because you need to understand that just because you have a car repossessed, just because you can't pay your bills, doesn't mean that life has to end. It doesn't mean that things are over for you. What it means is you're getting a fresh start. You're getting a new way. Are you going to get the things coming in the mail saying, hey, you owe us? Yes. And I will have to deal with all of that. But I also know that spirit has got my back. And I know that I have made the right decision. And I know that all of these things are meant to be. And nothing is going to change me from doing this job. I am not going to stop. I am not going to give up because I know that I am changing lives. And that may sound egotistical to some people, but I have had so many of my clients reach out to me and say, oh my God, you have no idea. And that is what drives me. Every single person who has ever sent me a direct message, every single person who has just donated to me to say, you know, you make a difference in my life and I want you to know it. Those random donations, all of that. When I say you have made a difference in my day, I fucking mean that from the bottom of my heart because I have finally learned to be open to receive, to receive abundance, to be able to receive love, to receive all of those things deep into my soul and know that when people tell me these amazing things, how I have helped them. I know that I am getting back the same energy that I have put out into the world. So I want you, if you are listening to this podcast and you are thinking, oh, poor Maria, do, do not think poor Maria. If you want to donate, have at it. Venmo, Maria Leggett Medium, Cash App, Maria Leggett Medium. 
I am open to that. At the same time, I don't want you to feel sorry for me because when you feel sorry for me, that means that you're thinking that I'm not, that I'm not competent, that I'm not doing my job and there's something to feel sorry for. No, I am empowered in this moment and I know that I am making the right decisions and I know that I am doing the right things, even if it means that I don't have money, right? And so I have to pay to put on this podcast and I have to pay to do all of these things. So even though it may look like I have all of these great things in here, all of this stuff was purchased while I had a job. This is not a job. This is my career and I am changing lives and I am making a difference and I am so grateful. And so every single night, even though things may look bleak, I go to bed every single night. And when I lay in bed, I say to spirit, thank you, spirit, for booking out my schedules. Thank you, spirit, for selling out all of my classes. Thank you, spirit, for all of the thousands and thousands of people who are going to buy my digital courses. And I say thank you every night for that exact same thing, because I know one day that's going to come. It's not today, but it's coming. And I believe that. And you have to also be very mindful with your words and your intention. And if you say to spirit, I'm okay with something happening, boom, there it is. So once my car was gone, I went into meditation. I said, okay, what is my biggest lesson to learn from this? They took me back to that moment and showed me me sitting there with that book. And I went, oh, oh shit. I really did call this to myself, didn't I? And they went, yeah. This is why you have to be very careful in using your words. You need to be mindful and understand that the things you say are put out into the universe and they are a manifestation. They are a manifestation of how you are going to walk this earth and how your future is planned out in front of you. So I know that one day I'm going to be flying everywhere in teaching. I'm going to be doing readings and I'm going to be doing sessions for people and helping and healing. And my podcast is going everywhere. I know all of this is happening and I am just trusting in spirit. I am taking it one step at a time. So even though I see that big end goal and where I'm going to be, I am accepting that today I am sitting in this desk behind my laptop with my microphones, having this conversation so that I can prepare it and send it out for this podcast for everybody to hear. So you're going to get to hear all this deep, dark stuff about me, but I'm not going to lie about who I am. And I also need you to know that if you want to step out and if you want to work on your job, and you want to work on a new career for yourself, don't be afraid. Fear is what's going to hold you back. Fear is what's going to hold you back. And yes, I do have a husband that supports me. And yes, he did say that he would get the house. He also said, if we have to sell the house to pay your bills, then that's what we'll do. So don't ever look at the material things that you have as more important than what your purpose here is on this earth. Because let me tell you something, when you die, you don't take any of this shit with you. None of it. You don't get to take the books. You don't get to take anything. What you get to take is your integrity. What you get to take is the way that you behaved in the world. What you get to take is the pride that you know you made a difference in the world one way or another. 
yeah, life can be pretty shitty. Yes, you can stand there in the driveway and watch your car get towed away. But you also get to wake up the next morning. You also get to try again to do something different the next day, later that afternoon, the next week. There are so many people who don't get a chance to wake up tomorrow. There are so many people who are willing to live status quo and we have to get out of status quo. Status quo is what's keeping us from loving and accepting people who are different colors. Status quo or what keeping us from loving people who are accepting and blending and beautifully loving their gender identity. This status quo is what's keeping us from you know, my religion is the right religion. It's keeping us from enjoying each other and connecting with each other and being this beautiful, huge universe that we are meant to be. Status quo is not what is needed anymore. What we need are people who are willing to disrupt our fucking safety. People who are willing to come out there and say, this is what you need to do. And that's me. Whether I like it or not, I am a disruptor. I step into a place and energy shocks the shift and change. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. It depends on who it is and how they want to perceive it. I never walk out of this house or get online or do anything with the intention of hurting anyone. I firmly believe in everything that I am doing. And I try to do it from the most open, honest, and loving place possible. And that's what I want to pass on to people. It's one of the things that I hear the most. And it truly makes me realize that I am doing what I think I am doing. When people say to me, you are the most authentic person and just real. You are real, Maria or Shelly, however they refer to me. You are real. And that's correct. I am real. Because this is a very real life that I am living. Very real things have happened to me. And it was funny because, you know, two weeks after I let my car go, I'm driving around in this Honda. love my little car and the air conditioning shit out on it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. No air conditioning. Hey. And rather than stepping into this, woe is me, what's next? Because when you say... Why does this always happen to me? Guess what? It's going to keep fucking happening to you. So when you stop saying, why me? When you stop saying, why does this always happen? That is when you can see the beauty in the lesson. So when my air conditioning crapped out in my little Honda Accord, I sat there and I just laughed. I sat in my driveway and I laughed after I parked my car as I'm dripping sweat with windows open. And I said to spirit, I'm like, all right, I see you. I see you. But here's the thing. I am sitting here in gratitude that I don't have to spend an extra $700 a month between my car insurance and my, my car payment. And now all I have to do is give my husband some money to go out and get an air conditioning piece, whatever it was. It was the clutch, I think. And my husband's a mechanic. And so my husband repaired it. So I sat there in gratitude rather than being whiny crybaby bitch, which I really could have been about my air conditioning crapping out when it was 85, 90 degrees outside. <laughs> Instead of that, I was able to look at it and say, hey, at least I'm not spending an extra $700 a month. It is a one-time expense of this money for the part and, you know, hugging a kiss for my husband and it's done. And this is what we have to remember. There's a lesson in everything that happens to us. And we have to remember not to step into the woe is me. 
because that is going to bring those situations to you over and over and over where if you go, okay, spirit, this really sucks. And I'm sitting here with some aggravation right now. Show me the lesson. They're going to show it to you. Once you get the lesson, there's no need to be argument about it. You don't, no need to be upset or distraught or anything. It's time for you to move on, move from it. As I'm sitting here listening to a plane go over my house, right? Fly away, be free, step away from that energy it is sit in gratitude. So I sit in gratitude every day and I had to wait two weeks for my part to come in. <laughs> and so I drove in the heat sweating, but was okay. And my husband fixed my air conditioning. And now I have this beautiful 2003 Honda with 108,000 miles on it, but it has air conditioning. And she gets me everywhere I need to go. And I bought this cool little Bluetooth thing that I popped right into the cigarette lighter. And I still have Bluetooth that I can listen to my books, Dolores Cannon on my T on my, not my TV, on my radio. It's amazing. I don't need some fancy car to do what I do. What I need is a car to get me from point A to point B. What I need is to make a difference in people's lives. And no matter how that came, and I will never make that mistake again in saying I'm willing to be completely broke. That's not going to happen. I don't want that. So I know that moving forward, it is only up from here. And I am beyond grateful to every client, every person who has supported me in this journey, because I am still sitting here because of each and every one of you. So you know, when I say to you, you make a difference in my day, I mean that from every single fiber of my being, from the very DNA that runs through my body, you do make a difference in my day. That is not me just saying it. That is me being honest and sharing with you how important each and every one of you are in my life, whether you have made a donation or not. If you have listened to my podcast and said, hey, I want you to listen to this podcast. You just made a difference in my day right there because then you recommended me to someone else. And I am beyond grateful for every recommendation because that also brings abundance to me. So it is important that we begin looking at the words that we say and the intention behind them so that we are open and honest and live our life in the best way possible. And if you want to catch the Mind Your Energy, Mind Your Words, it is going to be on YouTube. And I'm putting it up today. I have to finish editing it. It will be on YouTube under Temple of the Sacred Circle. And I will put it, I hear more planes. Um, and I will put it um, on my Facebook page. I'll put it on my personal page if you're one of my friends. So you'll be able to find the class. Just go on to YouTube and look for Temple of the Sacred Circle. And I'm going to have about seven or eight classes all together of Spirituality 101. They're all free. And I also have digital online classes if you want to go to templeofthesacredcircle.org. And you can see all the online learning there. I am so grateful to every single one of you who are watching, who will listen, who have supported me. I sit here in a tremendous amount of gratitude, an abundance of gratitude and an abundance of everything that I know is coming to me. And I wish it all the same for you. So I hope that my story can help you and can encourage you to follow your dreams no matter what. So many blessings to all of you. I am so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.